Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, Rugby League Social Club Quizzes, a podcast here to convince you that social media isn't a bad place, you just need to follow the right people. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. No NRL, no problems. We are doing a series of NRL episodes with fellow podcasts and joining me is Terry from Fins Up Podcast. Welcome, mate. Hey, mate. How are you? I'm feeling fantastic. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm feeling great because there's no rugby league, but True. Um, I'm feeling great considering the circumstances. Well said. Uh, tell, speaking of rugby league, tell us about Fins Up. Uh, it's an awful podcast <laughs> by two by two guys who just love sitting around having a drink, paying out on people, and hopefully no one listens to us. Well, I can unfortunately tell you your very first episode I listened to, and within the first three seconds, you were ragging on the Tigers. Uh, so I can yeah. I can vouch for the paying out everybody else bit. I I really apologise for that. No, I don't apologise for it at all. So it's your content. You get to do what you like with it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> I tuned in to find out, you know, small stuff about the Sharks and found myself grossly engaged with your conversation. So however you need to get there is how you get there. Um, and it's you. It's you and who is who is the other person? Uh, Solo Dan on Twitter. That's he right. Twitter's biggest pest. <laughs> yes, and that's not easy to um. That's not an easy title to grab. So he's doing no, an excellent job. He is, he is literally the biggest pest on the planet. <laughs> if I could have found another co-host, I probably wouldn't have. But... <laughs> okay. And how did you end up getting nominated to be the trivia combatant tonight? Then out of you two, uh, Dan's always doing shit, right? Um, and he's always upsetting someone somewhere so i thought to ease the ease the blow i'll go on there and dan's hopeless anyway excellent excellent that seems like a great idea he's too busy he's an asshole according to you and and yeah. you're great at blowing so this is great ease the blow i like it okay yeah. well all questions are from the board game nrl obsessed and you're about and they'll all be about the sharks they'll vary from easy to hard and everywhere in between and there are no specific order most importantly, the bubble boy rule applies. All answers are from the card, and the card is always right. Uh, they're all going to be multiple choice. If you get it right, you get a point. But if you can get it right before the multiple choice, it's five points, and it will give you bonus points for interesting anecdotes or additional facts. All good? Okay. Yep. Great. For those listening along, see if you can outknowledge a Cronulla Sutherland Sharks podcast legend. Question number one. In what year did the Sharks enter the New South Wales Rugby League Premiership? Okay, so we were founded in 1963, but our first game was in 1967. This one. So there's five points for getting it right with no multiple choice and three bonus points straight away. How does it take you that long to be founded and then playing? Uh, as far as I'm aware, there was an issue with our playing colours because we registered in 1963 as brown and white, and so did Penrith. Oh. And then, then we had our jersey, which was a V, which was also St. George, and we had to change our numbers because 
Uh, our numbers were matched. Uh, sorry, our numbers were awful, so we had to go to red. Uh, and that's that's just the background. That's from what I can remember off the top of my head. Wow. So it's a uniform problem. Yes, with us and Penrith, who both entered in 1967. Fantastic. Well, speaking of colours, in 2017, what were the three primary colours of the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks? Black, white and blue. Black, white and blue, yeah. Uh, that's exactly right. It says here <laughs> sky blue, but that's okay. okay. I'm, I'm still taking it. Uh, and they've done it in a different order, but I'll also I went nitpick. Um, which order of colours you're going to do? The next one. How many official mascots do the sharks have? Oh, like as in all time, or no? I think this this is going to. I feel like I'm going to argue with the card with this one, and I know neither of us are allowed to. Because I know, I know, Reefy is our mascot at the moment. Because I know the guy personally who does Reefy. Shut up. Um, yeah, I know it was. He's, uh, uh, I've, we've had the hog's breath pig because I've been the hog's breath pig. <laughs> and there's also Mr. Sharky or MC Hammerhead who yeah. comes around sometimes. Yeah, see, if you discount most of those, what number did mm-hmm. you get? I'm going to say two. Okay, well, I'm still going to give you points because um, I think the card's wrong. And I've never said that before on the show. But the card says one. And I know for a fact that there's at least two sharks that I've seen. I think there's even a lady shark. I think there's, you know, three. Sharkette Plus... was around uh, in the early 2000s, but she was binned off pretty quickly. Oh, no. Um, and so Glass it, it, ceiling it kind of thing. just depends because the last couple of years we ran two. We had Reefy and uh, Mr. Sharky, who was previously MC, uh, MC Hammerhead, and he wore this really electric, funky Elvis-type jacket. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it just uh, was as there like twenty like every game, and it just depends on whether the other guy whose name's Dave can turn up and do Mister Sharky. Oh right! And but then all... I've also seen that hog's breast. So I mean, and now that I know it was you, that's even more amazing. I'll, I'll send I'll send you a picture of me as the hog's breast pig in two thousand and thirteen. We beat the Tigers yes. that night. Just just for some <laughs> trivia. It was when Andrew, a... when Andrew Fafita ran around Teddy and scored, and then did the uh, the lawnmower uh, celebration. I think was it at was it was a home game for you, right? Yeah, it was yeah. We won thirty to twenty two. Yeah, I think I was at that game. Mm. I vaguely remember it now. Well, I was going to give you points, but now I'm not going to. <laughs> in t- <laughs> in two thousand and five, the Sea Eagles faced their biggest loss in history against the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. What was the score? Uh, I watched and live tweeted this game the other night out of boredom. We won sixty eight to six. Yes, well done. Do you remember for ten bonus points who won the competition that year in two thousand and five? In two thousand and five, that was the West Tigers. Bang! See, this is easy. This is an easy game. You just try and <laughs> le- you stop talking about the times you've beaten us and start talking about the times the Tigers won. The Sharks podcast uh, trivia will go well. Yeah. What is the nickname of former Cronulla Sutherland great Andrew Eddinghausen? Et. And uh, is it just because it was hard to spell his name? I you would know? say, like, if you have a look at his surname now, it's just the first initial, the first two initials of his surname. That'll do. Yeah. The, and, and, and when the, the moment you get to the second T, people gave up, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, well, we'll get to the grandfather later, but, uh, I mean, I remember him playing a lot for New South Wales. Do you have much of a memory of him when he was young? When you were young, sorry? Yeah. So how I became a Sharks fan, my, my parents separated and my uncle had babysitting juicies every second Friday and he took me to a game in 1994 um, at Shark Park. We played the Bunnies and won 42-0. Uh, 
and ET scored five tries that night. So <laughs> that's how I became a shark. Um, and I've got I've got some pretty fond memories of him just lighting the competition up. What an incredible story! And what an incredible. So no one else in your family was a Cronulla fan, or your uncle was. No, my uncle was a Cronulla fan, and his best mate was a Dragons fan. And for some reason, he came along that night, and he they they just did a bet on whoever won that game. I had to go for because I had no allegiances to any footy. Right. Uh, my mum's my mum's side of the family are all Penrith fans. My dad's side are all Manly fans. This um, is amazing. And then I ended up as a shark. That's such a phenomenal way to end up with a team. Because your uncle yep. one night took you to a game and he made his mate bet on who you should go for. That's phenomenal. Yes. And the Dragons weren't even playing. It was Cronulla versus South. <laughs> and that could have been a South fan. Of course. Yeah. Well, I love it. Thank you, E.T. Yeah. You must wake up every morning and say that. That's unreal. So then seeing him cry, or we'll get yeah. remind me of that later. What is the name of the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks Club song? Up, up, Cronulla. And do you sing it a lot when you guys win? Yeah, I've got I've got three kids who uh, know it uh, very well, and they've actually featured on uh, fan footage of them dancing in the stands and singing it. So yeah, we do sing along with them. Oh, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. And and also Baby Shark. I mean, did you give that one a big run or? No, nah, Paige, my two year old, gives that a big run. So annoying. yeah, yeah. And they bro. played. They actually, I think they tried to milk it a little bit when it came out. Um, yeah. And it just sort of got some really, really negative responses on Twitter, which I'm glad. And also, I vaguely remember them playing at a game as well, and I'd groaned, and and a lot of people groaned. No one really sang along with it. It was yeah, it was a. No, it wasn't it's a cute idea. Back. Yeah, it was. I think it was. I think it was actually when was it when Jack Bird was in his rookie year and he scored and they played it. Oh, I think it was against okay. Newcastle, and uh, it was just it was really annoying. I went to a game there that I can clearly remember where you played the Warriors and, and everyone looked like they were just about to win in the last minute. And I have a vague memory that they may have played it that night, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the Sharks' rivalry with the Manly Warringah Seagulls is known as what? Oh, there is multiple bad... choice. Yeah, okay, go multiple choice. Well, have a crack at it first because I think you're just about to get it. Battle of the Beaches? Yeah, bang. And But do you really see a rivalry with that club? I think the rivalry stems from um, the grand final losses in the seventies, but there's not much of a rivalry now because we just can't beat Manly. Yeah, right. The, la- the last time we beat Manly was we we beat them every four years, so we were due to beat them this year. Ironically, um, we beat them in 2016, we beat them in 2012, and we beat them in 2008. But in all the years other than that, we we, we just don't beat them. Wow. Yeah, in How the bizarre. semifinals. In the semifinals last year, they rocked up with the Blacktown Workers team and Adam Adam Blake <laughs> and Terry yeah. Evans, and they, they fucking they dusted us. Yeah, Sorry I for remember me. that now. We we just no, no. We don't beat Manly. It, pretty much, uh, Cronulla versus Manly every year. Manly miles just start on two points. Yeah, wow. Mm. There you go. Uh, who coached the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks before John Lang took over in 1994? Or the year that you started following them. Yeah, that is the answer. Uh, but I'm going to have to have multiple choice. Yeah, no, fair enough. A, Chris Anderson. B, Stuart Raper. Or C, Arthur Beetson. Well, it wasn't it? It's, it's got to be C. It's got to be Arthur Beetson. 
Yeah, well done, sir. Um, I didn't know that Arthur Bisson coached you guys. Yeah, we, we've actually had some really good coaches. We had we had Artie, we had Jack Gibson, we had Warren Ryan, uh, even Ricky Stewart. Um, yeah, and Shane Flanagan. Yeah, wow. Trophy. Yeah, I didn't know that you also had Jack Gibson. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, what was the original name of the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks when they were established in 1963? So there's you doubling down. It's like you giving the facts to the cards before they said it. Yeah. Um, it was something to do with the Surf Lifesaving Club. Oh, shit. Then, well, let me tell you the uh, model choice. Oh, that's maybe it wasn't. Up. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm reading something else. Yeah, go. Cronulla Sharks, mm-hmm. Cronulla Caring Bar, Cronulla Crocs. If it wasn't the Sharks, it was Cronulla Caring Bar. Yeah, there you go. Um, that could have something to do with the life service. Yeah, in, in, I just remember in, I was I was actually uh, reading the book "Color Me Black, White, and Blue," and I just I just briefly remember something about the Surf Life Saving Club in 1963. Maybe that's where it was signed off and established. Right. So, yeah. How many times have the Sharks been runners up in an NRL premiership? It depends if you count Super League, but we've lost. Three, I think they we've do. lost three grand finals. Yeah, and I think it's fair. Now that I've gotten over it, I think it's helped listening to the Rugby League Digest's podcast on Super League. Mm-hmm. But I've I've come around on Super League, and I think we should count that grand final. I well, I mean, if you want, if you want my opinion on it, and despite the fact that the Sharks didn't play there, the Super League was the Super League had better teams than the ARL had. Mm. Um, that that Brisbane team was something sensational. I know Newcastle yeah. next year backed it up, but yeah, the, going back in that time, then the players that were in that. But I, I know they count nineteen ninety seven for Newcastle and the Broncos count it, but sometimes the record books don't count it. So yeah. yeah, I think I think it should be counted as well. Yeah, and also I I honestly think if um, the Sharks had won mm-hmm. it. We wouldn't even, well, there would never be a debate. It wouldn't have been a debate. No. You know what I mean? It would have just been incredible that the Sharks and the Knights won that year and rugby league's the greatest sport on earth. Whereas because it was just another Brisbane win, I think a lot of people discounted it quite quickly. Yeah. Anyway, you got the, you got the answer right. Congratulations. Uh, what, who won the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks Player of the Year Award for a fifth time in 2017? Uh, Paul Gallon. And, uh, have you read that guy's book? I have, yes. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm not even a Cronulla fan. I'm not even a Paul Gallon fan. Um, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my relationship with Gal is very love hate, and I, even right. I enjoyed that book. It was it was really yeah, it was really interesting just to know his journey. I guess it made me appreciate him a little more. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not the world's biggest Gal fan. I think you're, you've hit it on the head. It really made me appreciate him. And in fact, any time I really listen to a footballer talk about how they got there, yes. I feel a lot more appreciation. But particularly for him, and the, and the fact that he was honest enough to say, I didn't love like football teams or even football until I was like 17. I just really liked Origin. Yeah. That also made a lot of sense about him as a person and his career later on. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's really funny that when, when you bring that up, because I, I, I said this to my mate that, for him to have no allegiances to a team and to not love rugby league, to then go on and play for only one club and give his everything to that club, yeah, it, it, that's what made me appreciate him more because we served him up some absolute tripe at the peak of his career and he stayed loyal right. to us. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, And, so, and that says a lot about that bloke. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the first player to captain the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks? Uh, 
It's Monty Porter. Bang. How did you know that? Because he's got the stand. Um, and, okay. And I'm going <laughs> to give yeah. you some useless trivia here. And it's the only way yes, I that's what this, it. It's all about. The first ever try scorer for the Sharks was a guy named Terry Hughes. And that's how I uh, remember that Monty Porter is the captain and Terry Hughes is the try scorer. Ah. Is that – yeah, okay. Do you remember who they played? Uh, our first game, we beat the East. Bang, this is just, I don't know, that's not even on the card. You just got an extra five points for getting with that multiple choice. And the best thing is, Terry, I don't even know if it's true. No, it we is because got... we won, we, in, in 1967, <laughs> we won three games. Uh, oh, my God, we, you're killing it. We beat East, we got spanked a whole heap, and then we beat Parramatta and North and won the wooden spoon. Wow. So, man, that's, that felt like you just read a whole bunch of my cards. Okay. Here's, here's the last one. Who was the head coach of the winning 2016 grand final team? Shane Flanagan. Now, talk to me about that night. Where were you for that game? I was sitting at the end where Melbourne nearly scored in the final second of the game. Oh. And I was obviously down the end with died. all the Sharks fans. And when that full-time siren went, like, as I said to you, I've got three kids and I've been married. That's the night I cried the most. Yeah, wow. I hugged, I hugged uh, one of my best mates, Phil. Um, he's an older bloke. He, he's, he's been a Sharks fan since 1967. Um, and he pretty much collapsed in my arms. And I, that was it. I'm, I'm starting to get teary now. Wow, man. Mm. Far out. And so the whole first chapter of Gallon's book where he's talking about that, how'd that go for you? Like, did you um, tear up reading that? or? Yeah, it's, it's really like just to hear all the players – talk about it and I like Mick Ennis the other night was on the, the, the podcast on Fox talking about what his son said to him um, they actually say something in Gallon's book when he drove up Captain Cook Drive and they saw all these houses painted and there was a fence painted my wife painted that fence Wow. Um, and then the next year when we got knocked out of the competition she actually painted it black uh, she painted the fence from black white and blue black back to black and she became the biggest meme on the internet for about three weeks. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Someone took a photo of her and put it on uh, the NRL roast and all these things. And it, yeah, she just became a meme. Um, Love it. You know, it was down, down Cronulla. Um, oh, right. Yeah. She was, she, she, like her phone literally lit up for about three weeks straight. <laughs> People just tagging her. There was, there was one, one uh, Facebook page that had like, 300,000 likes and 20,000 comments of people just ripping into the sharks, ripping into her. And then wow. people were being nice saying, I remember driving past that. And then we actually had the local businesses um, asking us to repaint the fence because they always used to say like the wreckers and the surf shop used to be able to say, if you just look for the house with the black, white and blue fence, we're right across oh, the road. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so and so you've also then, when you're in the stands, you're going through the same process that E.T. and Gal do when they're holding each other and collapsing. That's that's you and your mate in the stands. Mm-hmm. Yep. Far um, out. My, I'm pretty sure, because my wife's only really tiny, I'm pretty sure that she got crowd surfed away from me. Because <laughs> um, everyone was just going, like it was carnage. Everyone was going mental. Um but also, one of when I was working where I was working at the time in 2016, I'd actually inherited a really—he's a good friend now, but he, ten years younger than me. 
Um, he didn't, you know, he didn't have any family, or he was a backpacker from England, and he came along to the grand final. But he was pretty much our lucky charm. And, oh wow! Uh, even he not a sharks fan, just there. Yeah, so he, like twenty one, he didn't have any mates at work, so I like I took him under my wing, um, gave him the the extra season ticket we had. He came and stayed with us every weekend, and he ro- he, he paid two hundred and fifty bucks to get to the game. And even he was wow. Gone. He'd, he'd only been through it for six months. We I'd been yeah. through twenty three years. Far out. Yeah. That's phenomenal. What a what an amazing emotional thing to go through. And what a great thing to do with a community of people that you've struggled or whatever week to week and then you finally get that. Yeah. It's unreal. Whew, Terry, you're making me get excited. Now, is it weird that I didn't cry then when the Tigers won? No, and I read your reasoning for it, which is, which is fair because in 2005, I think even three weeks leading up, to the finals, the Tigers were going to win that competition. There was there was no two ways about it. The way that Prince, Benji, and Brett Hodgson were playing, even Farah, the way that your spine was playing, no one was going to beat you. And in that first week of the finals, I think you put 50 points on the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then how easily you just dispatched to the Dragons. And then when you were playing the Cowboys again, there was, there was no one that was going to beat you. So I, I don't think it's weird that you didn't cry. On the flip side to us, we were coming up against Melbourne, who are the yeah, best, yeah. the best team of the last fifteen years. Mm. Um, and so maybe beating them and, and it being our fairy tale. I mean, it's still a fairy tale for you as well. But you know, you won it by twenty points. You probably you were coasting for a long time um, in that game. I, I I understand your reasoning for not for not yeah. being as emotional, but I imagine that your emotions are still pretty high. I was, I mean, watching the Dragons, I didn't watch the Dragons game. When it first played, I was I was at someone's birthday party and I couldn't watch it. A whole bunch of people, it was at a pub, people were watching and I couldn't physically watch it. And then when they told me that I won, I, I, that was the first time I actually felt, like, so then that that was probably the most emotional I got. Whereas you're right. Uh, well, as I said, like, I was just then celebrating, like, we'd won the entire week. It was a great week. And there was a great week afterwards. In fact, I heard Andrew John say the other day, the only thing better than winning a grand final is celebrating winning a grand final. And that... It was absolutely true. Yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, and that's right. So, so that night when we won the comp, we went back to you couldn't get in the leagues club. You had to have prepaid to get into our leagues club that night, right? Um, so they opened up the field and they had a decision to make whether they were going to open the bars or not, and they didn't open the bars. So everyone sort of packed into the field, and we had sort of hid some booze, so we were all right. We stayed, <laughs> we stayed at the field till half past two in the morning when the players got back and threw the trophy around in the ET uh, stand and Luke Cable yeah. and everyone were doing shoeys. And then Mick Ennis picked the trophy up and everyone just started screaming at him one more year. Um, but, you know, unfo- unfortunately he retired. But, yeah, it was, you know, the next day going down to Northies, going to the fan day, just seeing Chris Hyington. Yeah. Chris Hyington didn't shower for a week. Um, <laughs> Right. You know, we, we saw we saw Hino on a Wednesday and his eyes were still bloodshot. Yeah. He was still in the same seat at Northies. He yeah, he had he hadn't showered, he hadn't been home. Everyone who bought him a beer, he gladly drank it. And just yeah. like Rochie yeah. Simmons said in nineteen ninety one, I'm gonna have a beer with everyone who wants one. Well that's what yeah. Hino did. <laughs> yeah, right. Love it. Well, amazing, sir. Your title was 111, and you're currently the winner. Well, okay. you're currently leading. That's oh, excellent. Perfect. I'll take that. I'll put it, I'll put it entirely down to your excellent anecdotes. Uh, and it sounds like you're happy with it. Do you think the um, 
everyone in the Fins Up podcast can be happy with the result? Uh, I don't think Dan will be happy because Dan's not happy for me in anything in life. Uh, right. But if, you know, in saying that at the end of your trivia, if we're the, uh, if Fins Up are the, uh, the leaders, then I think you'll be happy. Yeah, there you go. Um, so how can people find out about your pod? Um, if you've got nothing to do and you want some pollution in your ears, <laughs> you can uh, go on to, you can go on to Anchor Podcast and search Fins Up. Um, we distribute through Anchor, so it's on iTunes. It's on all places, Podbean, uh, you can find us there. Don't go back and listen to the early stuff because uh, we, we, were, we were pretty rubbish then. Uh, but we've had, we've had, some, uh, we had an interview with Toby Rudolph, which was pretty cool. Um, in the off-season, we got um, fans from different teams to come on and talk about and review their season. And we've got some guests coming up, which are going to be pretty cool. We can't say who they are at the moment. Um, uh-huh. I will say that we are trying to get Toby Rudolph back on. We are trying to get another shark on. And we're trying to get someone who's a really, really good rugby league mind. He's pretty keen to come on as well. Dan's teed that one up. Um, Excellent. And then I used to play footy with a couple of guys who went through the Penrith system. And we're trying to get them on as well. Sounds excellent. Can't wait. What a season. What a, uh, No rugby league. No problems. I'm loving it. There's so much content coming yeah. out of you guys. It is. It's a... Uh, we, we, we were due to record tonight. We're going to record tomorrow night. So I'll just jot down that I've got 111 and Finns up are currently winning. Good. Um, and, yeah, look, we're happy to give you a plug as well. So um, that's definitely <laughs> what we, If you can send a link, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll send it out to everyone. Well, you want, you want people to hear how well you went, mate. Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, thanks. This has been fantastic, Terry. Um, best of luck with the rest of this Asterix season. <laughs> Cheers, man. You too. I'm feeling all right because I'm not going to get bruised. What do you mean, how am I feeling? How do you think Terry went? Let us know through your favourite platform. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people like Fins Up and Terry on socials and join us again next time. Talk to you then, sports best friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous.